Welcome to this episode of Horrific History and Hauntings. I'm Beth. And I'm Ramey. We're your hosts, here to talk about the stories that the history books ignore. From horrific epidemics and ghostly hauntings to the catastrophes and tragic events that have sickened humanity. What are we talking about? I'm just going to mention the this day in history. President Nixon announced the Vietnam War was ending in 1969 today. December 8th is today, by the way. And on December 8th, 2010, NASA's Kepler spacecraft found its first planet outside of our solar system. It was called the Kepler... 22B. This discovery was a big deal because it helped scientists look for planets that might be suitable for life. The Goldilocks zone. Mm. Okay. We're talking about wedding traditions, and I'm going to ruin some of them for all you lovely ladies that want the traditional fancy wedding thing, I guess. That's not my type of thing. No, no. I really don't care. I want to be left the hell alone and far away from people if I ever get married. I don't want nobody there besides me and the groom. You need witnesses. Well, yeah. Maybe we could do it like in movies and go find a random stranger on the street. Yeah, that happens a lot. Starting with feeding the cake to each other, it was a symbol of commitment to each other. And during the tradition of cutting the cake, the groom helps direct the hand of the wife. Because the woman don't know what she's doing on her own. And this was originally to symbolize the man controlling the woman now that she is his wife. I knew it. And the woman allowing him to guide her hand was... Proof that she was submitting to her husband. I figured. This originated in ancient Rome. The shattered cake symbolized the bride's loss of virginity. I never would have thought of that. Okay. No, I don't think they had traditional cake back then, did they? I don't know. I really don't know. Did they even make fluffy bread back then? I have no idea. Nowadays, it's more of a symbol of working together now that you're together. So It had to change with the times. Yeah. This is a (laughs) kind of a sexist thing in a lot of these the women really get the shit end of the stick in a lot of them it's like you've never taken a history class before beth um, well yeah i mean but you always think oh it's the bride's day the bride's day. it's technically both of your days in my opinion but it's her last free day yeah With a little bit of some blue you would think that she would have a little bit of respect <laughs> nope guess not in medieval england the bride and the groom would kiss on top of a pile of buns some sources said the buns would be stacked as high as possible, and then the bride and groom would have to reach over the top to kiss. Where do and, they get that much bread? Well, I'll tell you the recipe here in a minute. And this was to demonstrate and ensure prosperity in years to come. Unmarried guests would take a piece and would tuck it under their pillow. And the recipe... The recipe. <laughs> well, the recipe for this, what was called bride's pie, I believe, is sweetbreads, oysters, Various spices, coxcombs, you know, the thing on a rooster. I know. And lamb testicles. No wonder nobody ate them. They're just things the butcher didn't want. Uh, Another version of this recipe, which I'm not sure if that one's true or not, was boiled cat's feet. I don't want to have a wedding at all. (laughs) In ancient Rome, this was done to symbolize the male dominance and encourage fertility. I can understand that, I suppose. It also has a lot to do with Romans. A lot of these do. Always think about the Roman Empire. Mm Mm-hmm. Around the mid-16th century was when the wedding cake, that was more of a cake because the last one was sweetbreads and more buns and things. Cat's feet. <laughs> it was more of a pudding. Yeah. A sugar, <laughs> sugar became more affordable and plentiful in England. And the sugar actually symbolized the bride's virginity and purity, but it also was a signal to social status. Pure granulated sugar. Yeah. She's as pure as the sugar in my tea. I like sugar cubes. I just 
They're expensive. Yeah, the they really game. are. <laughs> and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right. I hope so. Uyghur culture in China. The grooms would shoot their future bride with a bow and arrow three times. The arrowhead was not on the arrow on the bright side. I don't know if they replaced it with something else or if it was just a stick. Little tiny <laughs> boxing gloves. <laughs> but then they would break the arrows to ensure that the couple stayed in love forever. Start off the marriage getting beat. Yeah. Well, there's another one that's kind of like that, too. And here it is. In Scotland, there was this thing called the blackening of the bride. She's not pure as sugar no more. Future brides were pretty much ambushed by their friends. The friends would throw things at them, such as curdled milk, spoiled food, dead fish, tar, feathers. I don't know, but these people would not be my friends after this. Curdled milk would stink. Spoiled food would stink. Tar sounds more like you're trying to kick him out of town. <laughs> Feathers certainly goes with the tar. Yeah. These all sound like valuable things you don't want to be wasting at a time like this. Yeah. Well, I guess you spend a lot of money on weddings. Maybe that was their way. I just assume a lot of cattle and sheep changed hands. Mm. <laughs> the future bride was then tied to a tree after all this abuse. I'm assuming they eventually untied her, not only because she <laughs> was getting hope. married, but also they would go out drinking for the night afterward. I mean, I'd rather be tied to a tree than beat with things and tarred and feathered. Yeah. Well, I would prefer not to have either of those. But if I'm going to choose, I want to be tied to the tree. Like the stag party thing where the guy friends kidnap you and haul you to a strip club or something. That, I guess. I would never take part in anything like that either. I mean, I guess if I got kidnapped, I wouldn't have a choice. But I I would not be one who's like, yeah, I'm kidnapping a dude tonight. I don't care how much I know him. No. No. There's just too many risks involved. Have a fallen out and then they charge you with kidnapping. And the reason behind this very strange tradition is it's believed if the bride can handle that type of treatment or abuse, that she can handle anything that comes her way in marriage. And um, that doesn't to well. me, this is a huge red flag. It is just screaming that the bride should always suck it up and put up with the abuse from her husband. But don't forget, he guides her hand with that cake. Uh, fuck, I'm going to cut that hand off with that now. A lot of horror stories yeah. come out of these cute little traditions. <laughs> cute tar and featherings. Mauritania, I believe is how that's pronounced. I want to say this is also in China. Girls ages 5 to 15 were sent to fat farms to gain weight. And that is because it was seen as a symbol of status. Again, the groom, make, it makes the groom look good. So the girl has to change her body. And get chunky so that the groom is seen as wealthy enough to keep the bride well-fed and satisfied physically. Then why wasn't the matchmaker in Mulan married? Maybe she wasn't allowed to be. I don't know. I don't know enough about their traditions. I shouldn't diss things that I don't understand. Yeah. See, now this is fine because I'm assuming that the girls are fine with it. If the girls are fine with it, I'm going to say it's fine. Uh, The fact it's called a fat farm does not sound fine. No, I want to say fat farms in the United States were to help you lose weight. That's a camp. Fat camps. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I Cartman don't like one. the fact that the groom is the one that's seen as to make him look good. I always, but you do what makes you happy. Now, for a long time, being a heftier man was a, a winning quality because you could, I mean, it showed that you could provide for the woman in a relationship. You were wealthy enough to have food all year round. It's just a weird way of making a preemptive strike to that in yeah, China. I guess so. Chuja? People in China? I don't know if I spelled or pronounced that either. I don't I don't know. It's okay. The bride is required to cry for an hour every day for a month before the wedding. Mama, bring the onions. 
And then 10 days before the wedding, the mother joins in to cry with her daughter. <laughs> we need twice as many bags of onions. And then grandma follows. Oh no, grandma. So it's just a bunch of crying women. It's just a bunch of for women. For a month. Well, like a blanket over their heads <laughs> in the center of the floor. All of them together in a little circle. Yes. Uh, leaning over a big <laughs> pot of onions. This was to show that the bride didn't want to leave her family. It's considered, I guess, disrespectful if you don't show some form of sadness that you are leaving. Maybe it was to get it out of the way. I don't want to cry after this. Uh, Well, yeah, I guess you're not going to want to cry for a long time after crying that long. Mm. Or you get so used to crying that you continue to cry every single day Mm -hmm. because it becomes a habit. I'd be crying if my feet were bound and had to (sighs) lean over. Oh, yeah, it was China, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Oh, yeah. I'd definitely be crying. In France. For a while, newlyweds were forced to drink leftovers from the wedding out of a toilet bowl. Ha ha, you have dysentery. (laughs) That's what I said. It sounds like a good way to get a disease, but okay. But they've changed it up. Now you get served chocolate and champagne. Out of a spittoon. Still out of the toilet. Oh, well. It's still out of the toilet. Oh, God. I wonder if they actually still do this. Surely not. And we've talked about so many diseases that's caused from feces. So oh, I'm wondering if maybe. they actually do still do this. Uh, they can't make it leftovers, but they can just get fresh water out of the bidet squirted straight out of the toilet. Yeah. I still don't want No, I wouldn't want to. I got a face full of bidet water once. Why? I was installing it and it was dripping. I was like, I think there's an air bubble or something. I wasn't sure. So me and mom were in the bathroom working on it. I was working on it. She was watching, holding the light. And it, um, <laughs> and I had it cut on full blast and it was like, it's just dripping. This little nozzle is supposed to pop down. So I pulled it down. And it still didn't let no water out. I was like, okay, so something's wrong in the piping to this nozzle. So I left it on, went to work on it. And about that time, I guess the air bubble popped out and it just, I had that long hair and my hair was down to my shoulders. And my hair just, mom said it shot behind my head (laughs) through the water pressure. (laughs) 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 It's a, it was like, uh, I said, at least I know it's fresh water, but it still came out of a toilet. Yeah. (laughs) Because the bidet, the air bidets work, they hook straight into the water line. So it didn't come out of the tank or nothing. It comes straight out of the water line. But it still came out of a nozzle attached into a toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Still worrisome. Yeah, but you couldn't work on it since it's against the wall unless you leaned over the toilet. So I had to. Yeah. Maybe wear safety goggles next time. A mask. I guess. I did it the other day and worked on yours and it didn't get anywhere. But I install bidets in all the family's houses. I got everybody bidets for Christmas a few years ago. Uh, it was about COVID time. <laughs> it was about COVID time. It was before the toilet paper shortage. So I preemptively got it out. I got the last bidet on Amazon Marketplace. I remember that because halfway through my buying spree, they had started selling out. And I got the last one available anywhere on Amazon. <laughs> I quite enjoy my bidet. Yeah, we've got backups now. Yeah. It is believed, the reason for doing this is believed that it gives the couple strength for their wedding night. But I feel like it's just going to give you an illness. And not strength. A loss of appetite for a while? For sure. For me, anyway. The history of throwing the garter belt. In the old days, newlyweds were expected to be intimate right after the wedding. And family and friends would wait outside of the room to make sure that it happened. Yeah, it's the way to make sure the marriage went through. After the deed was done, the groom would give the bride's garter to the people waiting as proof. And in medieval times, people tried grabbing pieces of the bride's dress for good luck and to avoid that bright. That's why they started tossing an easily reachable garter to the crowd. Just to avoid getting their dress ripped off of them. Yeah. The now, Game of Thrones got that part right. <laughs> but now it's just meant to be a symbol of good luck and fertility to whoever catches it. Mm-hmm. 
There's also one where the man who catches the garter belt would, whoever caught the bouquet, they were supposed to do something. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Probably not very pleasant. Engagement rings. Lovely. Mm -hmm. Anthropologists believed that engagement rings have ancient roots from a Roman tradition. Okay. Roman wives wore rings with keys to signify ownership by their husbands. Uh, Of course. And men were not required during that time to wear a wedding ring. Oh. Mm -hmm. In a society like that, you have certain liberties you could take, like adultery. In 1477, the meaning of the engagement ring began to change. And that's when Archduke Maximilian of Austria ordered an elaborate diamond ring for his recent bride. And then the trend spread during the Victorian era and moving from nobility to the general population. Centuries ago, if the family of the bride didn't approve of the wedding, the groom would pretty much steal or kidnap her. Oh. Whether she wanted it or not. Well, Mm -hmm. that seems to be a going trend. The best man began as the groom's chosen protector for this reason. His role was to fight the family if they opposed of the union or tried to come in on, I guess, the wedding to attack the groom that kidnapped their female relative or daughter or whatever. Yeah. And the best man would stand next to the groom with a sword during the weddings. I don't want that job. To to protect the groom. And ancient groups like the Huns, Goths, and Visigoths. What's a Visigoth? They raided Rome once. Oh. They stored weapons in the church floors in case of brawls. I see a lot of time. Yeah, that makes sense. If during that time in general, the grooms carrying brides over the threshold also has roots in ancient Rome. The brides needed to be the brides needed to show that they didn't want to willingly leave their father's home as it was seen as improper, which I bet a lot of them really didn't. Well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it was arranged marriages. Yeah. (sighs) I also find it a little messed up that why are you finding it acceptable? Why do you want your bride to feel that way. That's weird. It was a way of a man looking at it because, you know, most of them, they didn't want to get married. Or even as the father. They didn't want to get married and it was their way of playing it off as um, she's being, she's doing what is supposed to be done by pretending so well she don't want to leave. (laughs) It was their way of just playing it off. I guarantee it. It's just, uh, she really didn't want to leave and she was showing it and they're like, oh, it's a tradition. Don't worry. Yeah. It's like one of those big lies. Romantic. I could be very wrong. It could be something they literally went along with. Some of them surely did want to get married and still had to pretend they didn't. But most of them probably did weren't pretending when they were throwing these fits. And it was yeah. just seen as a tradition that she was going really well with. Uh, the reason the Romans believed evil spirits could curse the couple at the threshold, and that's another reason why this was done. Um, lifting the broad prevented spirits from entering her body, and it was a protective gesture. Oh, that's kind of cute. That one's kind of cute. The other one, not so much for me. And I'm not going to go into too much detail because this one's kind of self-explanatory. <laughs> just, just imagine the girl screaming and kicking, getting drug out of her daddy's home. And they want, dad's like, that's my girl. Keep it up. Uh, oh. <laughs> She's such a good one. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so proud of you, honey. Keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll miss you. <laughs> just, just standing there waiting. Oh. oh, this is terrible. But funny. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Make daddy proud. <laughs> oh. As he goes back outside and hands the garter belt to him. Ew, it's so bad. He it's starts, also walks bad. over to his new flock of sheep he's counting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which leads me to my next topic. 
It's pretty much self-explanatory, the father giving away the bride. The father giving away the bride tradition dates to the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. It originally was a symbol, like a business transfer of property. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I'm going to say about that one, because I think everybody understood that. Yeah. You ever watched Corpse Bride? Yeah. Who marries for love? (laughs) There's also some interesting little things about the bride's veil. It was used to conceal the bride's face until it was revealed to the groom for the first time during the arranged marriages uh, because yeah. they believed if he thought she was ugly, he would be a runner. Then she'd be dragging him and, out of the house. Yeah, they didn't want, they wanted the transaction, I guess the business transaction to no be refunds. completed before he saw her face. Yep. In ancient times, veils were believed to protect brides from evil spirits and jealous rivals on their wedding day. Hmm. And bridesmaids even wore the same outfits as the bride at one point, and it was to protect from also evil spirits or some of her former lovers or whatever, so it would confuse them. There was no such thing as former lovers. These are pure women. (laughs) It's getting to be done. Oh. It is not done. It simply isn't done. In some cultures, lifting the veil symbolized the groom as claiming his wife as property. Mm -hmm. Because, you know. Women are property. Back I in don't get days. that right. Why, why, what? Don't look under the curtain unless you're buying. <laughs> what do you call them? A grab bag. You don't know what's in this. Oh, it's like grab girl. <laughs> Instead of a grab bag, it's a grab girl. Apparently in the past, kidnapping a woman to be a bride was pretty common. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, grooms would hide their brides for months. They would wait for her family to give up searching for her, or they would wait for signs of pregnancy which was reported in the New York Post. And obviously at that time, pregnancy was likely to lead to marriage in those, whether the family liked it or not. The tradition of tying cans to the car that the bride and groom ride away in after the wedding was originally done to ward off evil spirits with all the noise. The bride's bouquet was believed to ward off evil spirits as well. There was also another thing where... It was used to mask the smell of the bride's body odor because they didn't bathe often in those days. It was considered not a very Christian thing to get naked for any reason. Oh, well, I guess I sin every single day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I take a lot of showers. Yeah. That's a pity. One source said that they would also put garlic in the bouquet. Anything better than B.O. Yeah. I would much rather smell garlic. Well, I don't know. I feel like the garlic and the B.O. smell would kind of mix together with the floral smell. So it's just going to be one. Nasty, Nasty smell. smell. You might want to get some arsenic perfume. Yeah. Previous episode. <laughs> Short episode, but we knew it was going to be that way. And that's all I have. And I hope I didn't ruin too many of your favorite wedding traditions. I meant to actually look up the, because it's a popular one that I've seen on TikTok, the cake smashing thing. I'm not sure what the original reason for that apparently from what i've heard it didn't start too far back there's a saying or it's rumored that if the groom smashes cake in the bride's face they're more likely to get divorced oh if it i think it's one of those things you need to communicate to each other if you're both okay with it then sure go for it but if one is not okay with it then don't but that's all i have i've learned a few things out of this one myself and uh, mostly disappointing things yeah Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard here, we are part of the Gruesome Gaming Group, and we have 
two other podcasts to listen to. One is Brother Knows Quest, a podcast where I tell my sister here about tabletop role-playing games. I cover a different one each week. We also have Leveling Duo. It's a podcast where me and my friend Dakota talk about video games, mostly ones we've played in the past and really enjoyed, or some of the newer ones that came out and we just really want to talk about. We also have our YouTube up. You can listen to us here, there or start watching us play. We'll stream games, put up the videos there. Sometimes we will, we're starting to get into the playing D&D kind of stuff, tabletop games starting off of D&D because it's what everybody understands. If you want to contact Beth also, you can find all these links in the description below. There'll be a link tree link. It'll take you to all of our socials, an email you can reach out to Beth on, the Twitter, the TikToks, the YouTube, the main website for all of our podcasts. You can go there, uh, get the RSS feed for whatever podcast you want to listen to and subscribe to it or donate to each podcast if you want to. We'd appreciate that. We'd give you a shout out if you did. And you told us you wanted us to, of course. Just let us know what you think. Uh, like, subscribe if you're on YouTube, share, do a bell icon. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this has been HH&H. Goodbye. <laughs>